Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey! Thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh boy, we got sports happening right now. Iran looks like they're about to beat Wales. This is how we welcome you back into Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on this Black Friday. The guys are out. Brian Noah is with me. I'm Jason Martin. He's at the No Show. I'm at JMAR Radio. Everybody here collectively at Fox Sports Radio. The telephone number 877-99 on Fox. That translates 996-6369. Man. And now Ron scored again just to add to it. This thing was eight minutes into stoppage time of the nine that we thought we were going to get. Wales with ten players out there, and it makes a difference. So Wales is going to lose here in Group B 2-0. And this is not – I mean, it looked like this thing was going to go a little bit further. And, boy, it comes to an end real, real fast here. And Iran, what a story from them and just the bravery that they've had to show as a team – with some of the things that they have tried to do um, in a country where, look, the difference between situations, Brian, is Iran, these players can go back and be executed by their government. And they're still kind of standing up for things that they believe in terms of human rights. It's hard not to kind of root for these guys because you know what they could potentially be walking back into. And yet they are using this platform to hopefully do some good. And now they're winning. 
Yeah, it's just wild when you throw that layer on top of it where it's hard to wrap your mind around that in the States. You know what I mean? Like think about Team USA, say in like basketball, if uh, the government could just execute LeBron. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's standing right. up. Like that's it. You can't even wrap your mind around that. But that happens in other countries. But as far as soccer goes, that's as close to a buzzer beater as you're going to get in soccer with Iran scoring. In what the ninety, what ninety eight and a half minute? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And then they add on the insurance goal. That could be a big deal for tiebreakers in Group B. So it's not a good result for Team USA. They wanted the draw in this thing, but Iran gets the two nil win. That's huge for Iran. Big. It is, absolutely is, scintillating to end that match on FS1 is where you could have seen that. Here we are on Fox Sports Radio tomorrow on Fox, the game. Michigan, Ohio State, noon Eastern time, at the shoe. I think that's where we can go here. We talked a whole lot of NFL, and we'll jump back into it here a little bit later this hour, Brian. But not just Ohio State, Michigan. Big-time game for USC with Notre Dame. This is the last week, really, of the college football regular season. How are you feeling right now about some of these teams, and especially this Ohio State-Michigan game, where both teams at times have shown themselves to be capable of a clunker, I think I would say. Yeah, well, first off, about the whole slate, go Irish. I'd just like to say that real fast. Yeah, right. Born right, and bred right. in South Bend, so let's get that out of the way. But Credit yeah, credit to your boy Freeman. That could have gone off the tracks yeah. early in the season, and he has pulled it back to get them ranked. That's, that's a really solid finish. Yeah, it is. It started off really badly. He was being clowned for losing his first three games, and uh, it looks a lot better now after smacking around Clemson and uh, riding the ship. But as far as the Michigan-Ohio State game, to me, Jason, it's all about Blake Corum. Is the stud running back Mm -hmm. himself? Because if he isn't, I I think this has the potential to get ugly real fast. Because if Blake Corum, who's rushed for almost 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns this season – If he's limping around and just trying to gut it out and there's more on J.J. McCarthy's shoulders, I just don't trust that guy at all. And against Ohio State, you need J.J. McCarthy to match points with C.J. Stroud. I just don't see it happening. You have to have Blake Corum be special for Michigan to have a chance in this game is the way I see it. And I don't want to make Ohio State out to be some unbeatable type team. They barely squeaked by Maryland last week. But against Michigan in a game that's been circled ever since they got boat raced last year, if you've got Michigan wounded with Blake Corum in a a get-back game for Ohio State, that is not a good recipe for Michigan at all. No. I mean, they're going to have to be able to play Michigan football, which is control the clock, run the ball, and play physical defense. And if you don't have Corum, we saw it last week how important Corum is to them just based on how they had to escape uh, their opponent. And that was not – it's not like they were playing Ohio State last week. That was a struggle for them. They were able to get through it. Um, I mean, Illinois is a good football team, but I don't think anybody's mistaking them for a college football playoff team. Illinois actually likes to play very similar to how Michigan plays. But I think you're right. Uh, 
I don't like the quarterback situation in Michigan. I haven't liked it all year. McCarthy could be the guy, but he's not the guy right now. McNamara is hurt. McNamara at least won some games last year and, and was part of a college football playoff situation and then kind of got Jimmy G'd. And then McCarthy ended up keeping this job as opposed to Trey Lance getting hurt and not being able to to stay on the field for the 49ers. But if they can't run the ball, I don't think they can pass it at all. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have 150 yards through the air against Ohio State. This Ohio State team, I think, is very beatable just because... There's times when they have a little bit of a Rams feel to me in terms of there's a little bit more flash than there is substance because they, again, they can go out there and play kind of mediocre. Now they can still win playing mediocre, and it wasn't just them. Pretty much everybody that was ranked last week in the top 10 struggled to some degree outside of UCLA getting the big win, but most of them were able to escape. Ohio State has more talent than Michigan. We knew that going into the season. Corum is the difference maker. I I don't know what you have on offense if you're Michigan if you don't have that guy. And I think you're right. I think it could easily become, you know, a three touchdown win for Ohio State if Corum is not himself. Yeah, that's how I see it. And I like the Jimmy G comparison. You're right. It's that's why Jim Harbaugh switched quarterbacks. That's why he went from Cade McNamara who was the quarterback last season when they made it to the playoff. Right. They made it to the college football playoff, and they still made a quarterback change because he thought that J.J. McCarthy had a higher ceiling. And he's better than Cade McNamara. I mean, honestly, I think I I still got a few throws in me. I think I'm better than Cade McNamara at this point. Uh, but J.J. McCarthy is much better. And if there's more on his shoulders, I just – I will be, like, jaw-hitting the floor – if this is a J.J. McCarthy game and he's just dealing, he's just dialing them up. And they, I don't see the universe able to match where that points. happens. I, yeah, I don't see it at all. I do not see it whatsoever. Their th- formula for success is just how you described. It's kind of like old school Wisconsin. You know, it's run the ball. It's play good defense. It's not air it out. It's not throw the ball all over the place and match points with C.J. Stroud. That's just not how they play. So if they're forced to play that way, I just don't think they're going to be able to. Right now, who do you buy into most of the the current top four? We're going to extend this out and talk a little bit about LSU via USC and the college football rankings here, maybe in the next segment. But you saw Georgia, Georgia outlasted Kentucky, but it wasn't a dominant performance. Ohio State did what Ohio State did. Uh, against the lesser opposition in Maryland, a team that had gotten blanked a week before by Penn State. We saw Michigan escape Illinois. We saw TCU in the craziest finishing yeah. 40 seconds, <laughs> one of the most disjointed, disorganized-looking things. And then Sonny Dykes comes out and says, it only looks frantic. We practice it every week. It's like, okay. Well, it was one of the – especially considering your kicker missed an extra point like 10 minutes before that, and you had him literally sprint on the field and make the kick. Now, he did make it, and you're still undefeated, but how are you feeling right now about the top of the heap in college football? It's Georgia and everybody else right yeah. now. And, and it's not to say that Georgia can't be beaten. They can be, like you mentioned. That was uh, uh, less than – it looked to be more comfortable – for Georgia against Kentucky, but it really wasn't. Like, that was a a closer game at the end than it should have been. They barely beat Missouri. 
So it's just to point out that they can be had. We all know how dominant they can be. They boat, roast, uh, boat raced Oregon. That was a comfortable win against Tennessee. They're a very talented team, the defending champs. A very good defense. We all know that. Uh, the rest of the college football world, like, yeah, Ohio State, good. Michigan, good. TCU, good. But, you know, we saw it last week with Tennessee getting crushed by South Carolina. That was the number five team in the country. And they had nothing for Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks, you know? So I just think beyond Georgia, you have these wild results when it comes to the top teams in college football. And uh, do I think USC could sneak in and just go, just try to out-offense Georgia? Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. Their defense is so terrible, bad. Absolutely hideous, man. We knew last week, I was was on air with... I was on because I, I, I was on air with Aaron Torres and and he kept calling me Nostradamus because I said after every touchdown was scored in that USC UCLA game, well UCLA is about to come down and score like immediately. They are brutal on defense, brutal. which is why I think Caleb Williams right now would have my vote for the Heisman because he has to go out there and get you fifty a game. He yeah. has to go out there and throw. You know, six touchdown passes. He's got to run in another one because he can't have an empty trip because his defense is going to give up six in the other way. And you take away Travis Dye. And for a quarter of the season, he hasn't had Jordan Addison. He's been missing other weapons. He has to be special basically on every drive for them or they're going to lose. Yeah, it's crazy. And USC had four takeaways last week against UCLA. Gave up 42 points and won by three. Right, like, right. How, how does that ha- – how, how do all those things happen? It did in that game. Their defense is just a wreck. But I think, Jason, it's one of these deals where if we had a 12-team playoff this season, I, I think there's the recipe for a lot of crazy things to happen. Maybe not, you know, like five or six teams could win it all. But along the way, I think you could have a lot of wild results. It's just that type of season in college football. I think it's Georgia and then everybody else is the way it stacks up right yeah, now. Yeah, see, I would agree with you. Like, I mean, if you got the shot, for example, to watch Oregon and Michigan, Oregon and Ohio State, some of these other matchups, I, I think LSU is a little bit overrated. I think they're good. But I look at a two-loss LSU team, and maybe we'll do this in the next segment. We can kind of look at them in USC and, and what the college football playoff rankings are. You would still have Tennessee in the mix, but that, that's still one of the most baffling things I've seen. Wow. I did not. No one saw 63 being hung by South Carolina on Tennessee. And then, of course, the news got worse with Hendon Hooker's ACL. And hopefully that's not going to affect him too much in the draft because what an unbelievable season. Yeah. But – I I agree with you. I think that there are teams that are dangerous, and if you don't show up with your A game, and we've seen every one of these teams, including Georgia, this year has shown up with a B-minus or a C-plus game, and I think it speaks to Georgia's talent level that they've been able to win these games even when they haven't played their best. Everybody else, when you're playing against actual competition, I think you're going to have to bring your best, which I, I, I don't know what that means for TCU, I don't think anybody believes TCU is the fourth best team in the country if you just look at it from talent. But eventually you are what your record says you are. And right now, TCU's record says that they're undefeated and they control their own destiny. 
if they're able to win out, beat Kansas State, beat Iowa State tomorrow, they will be one of the four, just like Cincinnati was last year. Yeah, I'm much more of a resume guy than a hypothetical guy. Because there are two ways to look at it. You look at the resume of TCU, they're undefeated. If they went out, they're in. It's that simple. I'm more like that because the other way is the hypothetical thing of, well, I believe USC's better, and if they were to meet on a neutral field, I think USC – well, you could be wrong. You could be wrong about USC being better on a neutral field. So I always go by resume. And I hear you on TCU. We're all kind of got the shifty eyes. I think it's the lack of brand recognition as well. I'll tell you this. If USC had the spitting image of TCU's resume, we wouldn't have nearly as many questions because USC is a brand and TCU isn't. Yeah, I think that's a good point. We'll come back. Uh, Andy Staples said something really interesting um, this week on his podcast about how this thing is ultimately going to be decided in that room. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll look at a two-loss LSU team potentially finding their way in and being ranked above a one-loss USC team. What does all of that mean? We'll talk about that next here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Brian No and Jason Martin. We are live in the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com loves tires. And since 1979, they've been helping people find the right tires for how, what, and where they drive. Their team of experts has the knowledge and passion to assist every driver. They're just a phone call or a click away. The website is packed with information, advice, and tools to make buying the right tires a snap, like the Tire Decision Guide. You answer a few questions, you get a personalized tire recommendation in two minutes or less. They only sell the best brands in the industry, the high-performance Pirelli P0 Tire, the all-season Shinter, Shinter Auto lineup, and the off-road capable Pirelli Scorpion light truck and SUV tire. Everything that you need. Ratings, reviews, test results, a national network of over 10,000 recommended installers, free road hazard protection, fast free shipping with delivery in as little as one day. They even offer most places mobile tire installs. They'll come to your home and office and take care of it. Tire installation on your terms, it's a game changer, I'm telling you. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. See for yourself. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We'll be right back with more Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup since starts fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
old wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Little Stone Temple Pilots for you here on this Black Friday. Welcome back in. Two pros and a cup of Joe. The pros and the Joe are out. Brian No, Jason Martin in. We talked a lot of college ball in the first segment, of course, the game tomorrow on Fox Noon Eastern Time, Michigan-Ohio State from the shoe. Big-time game. This is one of those games where, look, Harbaugh got you last year. You can't let this happen twice. If Blake Corum's not playing, I don't – I just don't see the pathway for Michigan to win the game. But stranger things have happened. Strange things. Were you surprised, Brian, that LSU was ranked above USC – a two-loss team. I teased before the break that Andy Staples, who I really love um, and, and have interviewed many, many times throughout my career, uh, basically said, look, this is how it actually goes in the room when they're making the decisions. And when they're trying to rank these teams and slot them in these rankings and certainly what 
the rankings that are to come. If these two teams played, USC would beat LSU. USC would be ranked ahead of you, ahead of them. That that's how they actually look at this thing. Do they think a two-loss LSU, or do you think maybe even do you think a two-loss LSU beats USC? Do they just look at their defense and say that is a paper tiger waiting to be picked off and maybe setting the stage for Notre Dame to beat them or whoever they're going to meet in the Pac-12 championship? Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I don't know who would win. I don't know who would win between LSU and USC. I, I think that would be part of the criteria. It's weird because the, the chair will always say it's not our job to project. We're not projecting anything here. We can't predict the future. So he keeps on talking about it as if it's just the resume. It's just the resume. And it's hard to argue LSU with two losses and getting completely obliterated by Tennessee. Killed by Tennessee. Yeah, killed Crushed. by Yeah, they have those two losses compared to USC's one. And think about last week, Jason. USC survives against UCLA. It's a big win for them, right? And they don't leapfrog LSU, who beat UAB. If USC isn't going to leapfrog LSU then, I mean, I think they would this next week if USC beats Notre Dame and LSU beats Texas A&M, who's a grease fire. You would think again that USC would probably leapfrog LSU, but it didn't happen last week. No, I I think that – but here's the thing. When it comes down to it, if LSU beats Georgia, okay. Yeah. If they don't beat Georgia, they're not in anyway. Right. So you can put them at five right now and you provide yourself or you provide college football potentially with a one versus five deal. Now, if USC beats Notre Dame, maybe that's enough because Notre Dame has, again, turned it on down the stretch. And now that win would look a lot more impressive. It actually, if you're Ohio State, you're happy right now because once you beat a team, then you want to see them go on a little bit of a tear a lot of times. In the case of Ohio State, being able to beat Notre Dame and Notre Dame becoming good makes that win better. If USC goes and beats Notre Dame, that could be enough. But LSU, if you're college football and you're looking at it just from a business standpoint, one versus five, if LSU wins, you can make an argument because George has been the best team in the country all year. But... If you don't beat Georgia, you're three loss and you're out anyway, and USC's able to slide there anyway. Yeah, it really comes down to that. Like You could have it play out this week, Jason, where let's say both teams win. LSU beats Texas A&M, USC beats Notre Dame. I don't like this scenario already, but, <laughs> but <laughs> let's say that happens. You could have USC. They probably would leapfrog LSU, but when the conference championship games are played the next week, LSU might leapfrog them back if LSU beats Georgia. I think that's really interesting because Georgia is the team. We talked about it last segment. It's Georgia and then everybody else this season. So if LSU is able to beat Georgia, that's way bigger than USC beating whoever they face in the Pac-12 championship game. But what's interesting is that Georgia doesn't necessarily need that game. Right, They could still sneak in even if they lose the SEC championship game. So I find that to be really interesting if we're using that as basically the tiebreaker between LSU and USC if it comes down to it for a final playoff spot. I think it's really interesting that Georgia doesn't necessarily need that game that LSU would need to sneak on in there. I think that scenario is fascinating. No, I agree. The other, the other team that I think you got to watch – 
Even though, look, in this scenario, you're going to like a lot better because you've already seen it. Notre Dame drubbed Clemson. Yeah. But Clemson's still got an outside shot here. Now, yeah, they do. Unfortunately for them, their matchup with North Carolina takes a big-time hit because North Carolina loses last week, and Drake May has his first game without a touchdown, and the Heisman candidacy goes up right there, and it's over. Now, the South Carolina win tomorrow would be more impressive because of how they have started to play and certainly what they did to Tennessee last week. But Clemson is still a one-loss football team. The one loss is not a horrible loss, except that they got absolutely killed in that game. Mm-hmm. But Clemson's not entirely out of this. I don't think they end up in the four, but I think everybody poured dirt on both Alabama and Clemson. I think you're right to do that with Alabama. Clemson still has the potential, if things fall their way, to get in. Yeah, they do. They really do. Let's just say there are a couple of things. They need TCU to lose. That's yes. the big one. you got to get TCU to lose. I don't think they lose to Iowa State, but maybe they lose in the, in the Big 12 championship game. That's what Clemson needs. And then you could see if TCU loses, Clemson is absolutely alive because, hey, let's say Michigan loses decisively to Ohio State. Clemson's going to go ahead of Michigan. If they're a, a conference champion, that's easy. And then if you get a little bit more help, let's say LSU loses to Georgia, that's certainly possible. That's also probable. Then you are live in this thing. Yeah, so Clemson, they absolutely, they've got life right now, just need a little bit of help to make things interesting. Yeah, do you, wh- what do you think the chances are that the loser of Michigan-Ohio State can still find a way in? Like, does that game, that game has to be almost a classic yeah. in order to make that happen, just because so many other things would have to fall their way. Yeah, and I think, I think it almost needs to be Michigan losing a classic, you know, because it's, it's different if Ohio State is at home sure. losing a classic, mm-hmm. right? So it's probably Michigan losing just this crazy game, maybe last second field goal for Michigan to have a chance because. They're not in their conference championship game. They're obviously not conference champions. And the last thing you remember is a loss. That's really hard to sneak your way in if all those things are right there. So, yeah, I think it's got to be an absolute classic to have a shot to sneak in there. How do you feel about teams that have lost head-to-head with opponents that are – I don't mean like a fluke win, but I mean like, for example – Tennessee losing or Tennessee beating LSU the way that they did, but LSU being five spots ahead of them despite the fact they're both two lost teams. Do you look at that and say, is it because Hendon Hooker also went out and you're projecting the future a little bit? Or is it as weird as it, as weird as it is, it's a much better loss for LSU to Tennessee than it is Tennessee to South Carolina. Right even though that's kind of strange bedfellows, to then say, yeah, well, this team lost, but they lost to a better team, even though it was you, we're still going to rank, we're going to rank them five spots higher than you. Yeah, that's the weird thing, because we're in this head-to-head, like, but they beat LSU, and it's like, yeah, but LSU is better than South Carolina. So that part of it, and then it's a recency thing. I hate that what just happened matters more, but it does. Like, let's say LSU lost last weekend. That absolutely has a huge impact on where LSU's ranked, where Tennessee is ranked. I don't like it, but that's just the way it plays out, man. It's what happened just recently. And uh, the timing of it has a big-time impact on who's ranked where. So do you uh, – one other quick one, and we'll get to Finley. 
Bat, we talked about Lane Kiffin in the first hour. Do you think, look, they got killed by Arkansas, and then they lose to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. There has to be some version of distraction with everything surrounding the head coach. I'm not surprised at all they lost last night. The way they lost on Saturday, I joked afterwards and said, I guess Lane took the Auburn job at halftime. ha <laughs> because of what the score was at that point in time because it felt like they didn't have a head coach. That's a tough spot for those Ole Miss players and for those coaches to be in because it just it feels like everything is so fluid and in flux that I'm not sure they can concentrate on what's in front of them. I, yeah, there might be some truth to that. I just think that this is the grind of playing in the SEC. You know, you saw it earlier in the season, just their fifth game of the year, they barely beat Kentucky. And that was a nice win at the time. Kentucky was number seven at the time. But you step back from that and you're like, oh, Kentucky kind of turned out to be bad. (laughs) So that win wasn't as impressive. And so you look at Ole Miss. They've lost four of their last five games. The one win they had was at Texas A&M where they won by a field goal. You know, So to play these last six games, the second half of their season, Auburn at LSU at A&M, Alabama, at Arkansas, then the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State. I think it's just the grind of the SEC schedule. That's uh, I think that's the bigger factor than the, the questions about their head coach because it's really only ramped up as of late, right? And that doesn't explain them getting crushed by LSU. They were undefeated at the time. They're not thinking anything about Lane Kiffin and will he be back. That's just getting crushed by a better team and the grind of the season catching up with you. I think it's more that than the Lane Kiffin thing, although I think the Lane thing is part of the equation, though. I mean, there has to be some degree of it, but I think you're probably right. The attrition of the SEC schedule may have just caught up to Ole Miss at the wrong time. Let's catch up with Brian Finley uh, and see what happened, including a thriller in the World Cup. B? All right, so let's let's do this. So, yeah, speaking of the World Cup, Jason right. Did you come sprinting back into a studio or something, or what happened? No, right I was here. I was here. Were you in line for a television? I w- no, I, I was not. I was talking, and I couldn't hear myself, and I thought, uh, well, wait a minute. Uh. Is something wrong with my earpiece or my headphones? What am I doing? It was definitely pleasant. It was, yeah. it was nice and very pleasant, peaceful <laughs> silence. Yeah, yeah, because radio is, is so good. Dead air is so good on the radio. <laughs> That, yeah. that goes together we'll so well. We'll make uh, uh, promos of that, yeah. Brian. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yes. Well, you know, Iran is going to be making promos of their performance, as Jason alluded to. And we're talking World Cup here, a Group B play where Iran scoring two goals after the 99th minute. So nine minutes in his stoppage time. They go on to win 2-0 against Wales after the... Starting goalkeeper for Wales, Wayne Hennessy, received a red card. That was the first red card of the event. Great name, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was able to go grab a few of those a little bit earlier (laughs) since he wasn't in net. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that he was. And then the guy who replaced him could use a few too to forget about what he did then in net when he gave up those two goals and within minutes of one another. So a two nil win for Iran after Wales in the second half, late in the second half, had to play with just ten men. By the way, keep keeping tabs on what's happening later on in this late when it comes to the World Cup, Team USA and England are going to be facing off at one PM Eastern a game that can be seen on Fox. Speaking of what's happening 
American football. Three NFL games yesterday, and one involved the Vikings as they got back in the win column and they took down the Patriots 33 to 26. Minnesota quarterback Kirk Cousins slinging it for three touchdowns, 299 yards. The Cowboys hold off the Giants 28-20. to Dallas scoring two touchdowns in that third quarter to help preserve a lead that they would never let go of from there. The Bills took a lead with two seconds to go against the Lions and finished with a 28-25 victory. Tyler Bass made that 45-yard field goal with two seconds to go to seal Barely. it. Barely. Yes. Barely. Yes. Still counts. It still counts. You know, I, I don't know if I guys, if I showed you this, but when, so my sister went to Ole Miss. We went to visit during her graduation, and I got to go on the field, football field, and I took a, a, I found a spare football, right? And yeah. this was before the graduation, and I lined it up on Ole Miss's field, and it was a what would have been a twenty yard field goal, so essentially an extra point. Mm-hmm. And I did a double doink. It went in. Oh. It barely had enough elevation on it to go over the crossbar. It go. did hit the bottom crossbar, hit the left side of the goal post upright, and then went in. So, so there's that. And do you uh, have video of that? I right do. Then? I do. I'll, nice. I'll tag you. Yeah, yeah. I'll tag you on Twitter. I'll, I'll post that online. Speaking of this, I'll leave you with this, guys. Ole Miss losing in the Egg Bowl yesterday, 24-22 to to Mississippi State. And after the game, everybody wanted to know the thoughts of Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. Is he going to stay? Is he not? As you guys talked about earlier on in the show, some... I don't know, some words to, that you could go different ways with. But essentially what Kiffin said is that he expects to come back for 2023 and not, according to that one report, take the Auburn job. Although, again, still a lot of moving parts here. We don't really know for sure, but I'm sure a lot will come out in the next couple of days. Until then, let's get it back to two guys holding things down. Jason Martin, Brian No. Thank you, B. We are in the TireRack.com studios. Um, Brian, the one thing about what Finley just said, Kiffin can't say anything else until he leaves. Yeah. Like, you can say nothing, but if you talk and you're still in that job, unless you're announcing that you're leaving, you can't say anything other than, well, I expect to be back. Because you're currently there. Like, that's your job. That's like... That's the same thing Sala really is saying about Zach Wilson when he's saying he's still our future plan. He's still the guy that we expect to be the franchise. I don't know if anybody believes that, but as long as he's still on the football team, as long as he's still an employee in many ways of the football team, that's all you can say. Like, I I don't really necessarily blame Lane Kiffin for saying anything because he's going to get asked the question. And if he no comments it, then that's going to be interpreted in a certain way. What he can't, I mean, I don't don't think he really had a choice other than to say, I expect to be back is what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you. The one thing that he could say that he hasn't is, I will be back, you know, and he has Yeah, I've signed an extension. Yeah, yeah, he could say... Um, and this is premature, um, but if it was set up that way, like it's just a matter of dotting I's, crossing T's, but best believe I'm going to be back at Ole Miss, that type of thing. He hasn't said that, and maybe he can't, but that's the only thing that he has come short of saying is there's a big difference between I expect to be back and, oh, yeah, I will be back. He hasn't said the latter. 
Yeah, well, look, if you're negotiating... Exactly. Your leverage your leverage is in the unknown. Yeah. Your leverage is in the, well, I could leave. Right. Like, that's still out there. And I'm yeah. sure that your representation would make sure in how you phrased it that you left the door open because then you're at the bargaining table and you're able to command a little bit more money out of Ole Miss, and maybe that's what you want. Maybe you have no intention of going anywhere, but any of us to have the opportunity to make more money are probably going to find a way to try and maximize that opportunity just right. like a college football coach would. The question, I think, is ultimately going to come down to how much money can a school like Auburn throw at Lane Kiffin and is it enough for him to leave, knowing the challenges that are always going to be present in recruiting to a place like Oxford, Mississippi? It's not like Auburn is Miami in terms of a recruiting base or something like that, or Southern California, but Auburn has a tradition and a history of winning that I think gives them a bit of a leg up on a team like Ole Miss, on a school like Ole Miss, as, as great as that atmosphere can be it's always been hard at least to do it the right way to recruit there yeah and that's a problem it's a weird dance right now for lane because it's leverage right versus kind of calming people down calming your current team down because he's talked to the players and said hey guys i have not taken a job elsewhere and whatever else he said to them right so he's calming them down but at the same time, he wants to get as much money as possible as anybody would from Ole Miss if that's where he wants to be. And he's given every indication that's where he wants to, to remain. But that hurts your leverage. Like, what is, put it this way, Ole Miss, if Lane Kiffin is doing the opposite and putting it out on social media of like, yeah, I could be going somewhere else. Or like, he's tweeting, my bags are packed just in case. I don't know. Like, all of a sudden, Ole Miss is like, man, we got to break the bank to keep this guy, potentially. But if Lane is putting out the opposite message and going after a media member who said he's leaving, it's not the same type of urgency for Ole Miss to give him that type mm-hmm. of deal. So it's a really interesting dance what's going on here. It definitely is, and we'll see. We'll soon see how it all works out. There were two prizes in the NFL offseason we thought at the quarterback position. It's gone badly for both. Who has it gone worse for? Aaron or Russ? That's next here in the TireRack.com studios. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back live from the TireRack.com studios. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. The guys are out. They'll be back next week. Brian No at the No Show here with me. I'm Jason Martin at JMR Radio. We're at Fox Sports Radio. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's nine nine six six three six nine. That's how you reach us. The Broncos are three and seven, tied for the worst record in the AFC West. The Green Bay Packers are four and seven, one game better than the Chicago Bears, tied with the Lions. But I think you feel better right now as a Lions fan this season than you do a Packers fan. The two quarterbacks that were sort of the the prizes in the offseason. Was Aaron Rodgers going to leave Green Bay? Was he going to end up in Denver? Was he going to end up somewhere else? And certainly Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. B, who has this gone worse for? A, Aaron or Russ? Yeah, yeah it's a great question. Uh, I'm going to say Russell Wilson um, because, look, changing teams and being this bad – gives him the edge. Like, Don't get me wrong, it's been a brutal season for Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't look great because he lost Devontae Adams and now the the record is 4-7. And, and that makes Aaron Rodgers look really bad. That makes him look like he was very dependent, which he was, on Devontae Adams. But guess what? 
Aaron Rodgers had a lot of success before Devontae Adams ever got there. What's different with Russell Wilson, with him switching to another team, going to Denver, and it being a grease fire, it makes Russell Wilson look like he absolutely benefited from mm-hmm. the culture in Seattle and the supporting cast. He looks like a guy who is more of, he's kind of like the, the trailer, right? Like uh, if you think about uh, like a semi-truck. And it's like he's being brought along for the right. It might not be necessarily true, but that's the way it looks in Denver. If he was the guy that was leading the whole thing, it wouldn't be this bad in Denver. So that's the way it makes Russell Wilson look. Imagine if Tom Brady left New England and faltered his first year in Tampa, what people would have said. Like, that's what we have with Russell Wilson right now. So I think it's been Russ for uh, it's been worse for Russ this season than Aaron Rodgers. So if he's the biggest loser, Pete Carroll may be the biggest winner. Yes. Because I think a lot of people not Carroll. But look, me too. As a matter of fact, said he was too conservative. You got to, you know, let Russ kind of do his thing, let him cook, so to speak. And you've seen that Seattle, who now has a number five pick because of all of this, or it looks like it's going to be a top five pick because of how bad Denver has been, uh, he looks like a winner. Now the secondary question is this. Let's say Doug Peterson went to Denver instead of Jacksonville, and you don't end up with Nathaniel Hackett. How much of Russ's struggles – or the Broncos' struggles as a whole, do you place on a head coach that's looking like he's going to go down as one of the all-time worst hires we've ever seen? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with Nathaniel Hackett, but I think some of this is just brand names. You know what I mean? Like Russell Wilson has a much bigger brand name than Nathaniel Hackett does. So it just seems like, well, it's got to be Nathaniel Hackett's fault. Uh, Not necessarily. Russ has not played well this season, and a lot of this is on him. And I don't know that Russell Wilson is just crushing it if Doug Peterson is over there. He's got a better chance to be playing better. But I don't put all of this, and I know you're not either, putting it on Nathaniel Hackett. I just think that he's an easy out because we're like, who is this guy? And what's he doing with time uh, clock management? And You know what I mean? Like Not doing much. I, not doing a whole lot. It's been a complete disaster. But um, no, I, I think that that has something to do with it, but not everything. Yeah, the brand name, I think that's an interesting point. Uh, maybe something we could hit. It's, it'd be an interesting discussion to have would be, can you actually play your way out of a potential Hall of Fame career? Was mm. Russell Wilson a Hall of Famer before this year in your mind? And has it changed as a result of what you've seen him do as soon as he got out of Seattle? Or... Is there still more to come there? I know there's more to come here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. So much football, so much sports to discuss. We're back at it next. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.